Hey everyone, welcome to Captain Hunter's podcast, a podcast that is dedicated towards bridging the divide between the police and the communities that they serve. Really, really appreciate you all tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Today is uh, part two of our episode about uh, life as a black man living in China uh, with my cousin Stephen Hunter Jr. If you did not listen to that episode, uh, please make sure that you go back and, t- and listen to that episode. I am not going to let you proceed until you have actually listened to the first episode. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but I really think you'll get something out of it. I'm actually working with uh, Stephen. I'm going to try to get a police officer uh, uh, t- from China to see if he'll uh, come on the show and if they can actually come on and talk with us uh, and see you know, what their experiences are about law enforcement in China. So we're, we'll be working on that. So in the meantime, make sure that you rate, subscribe, and share these episodes. I'm always looking for guests. Um, and, and everything like that. Monday, 7.30, Captain Hunter's podcast on Facebook, as well as YouTube. Those are live episodes. A lot of great episodes coming up. And uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is the second half of the interview with my cousin, Stephen Hunter Jr., life as a black man living in China. There, there are people who go through divorces, and they will tell all their colleagues, oh, my, you know, my, my husband works... Uh, in a different city, uh, that's why he ne- he's never around. Mm. Just because that reality of, oh, I went through a divorce because I was being abused, is, is too hard. you know. And they may also view it as, that's not their business. So I would rather lie to this person than to lose face. You, always, you often hear about that, people losing face. Right, I got you. Um, yeah. Which is why they don't understand Americans. Americans are like, man, I just went through a divorce. I can't, I can't stand that woman. You know, like, they're like, oh, oh, oh. Why, are you, why are you putting your business out there? Like, that's something wrong with you, man. Like you, you know, you got to save face. <laughs> how, 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 how? Um, I mean, you said that you fell in love with the city. How has the the city been with you? Uh, culturally, uh, you're the black guy out there. I mean, obviously, there are not many of you out there. How have you been received? You have a fiance. How is the family looking at you and all that kind of stuff? There are more black people in this city than I thought. Oh, really? Originally. Okay. But almost all of them are African or other. So I mean, we have <laughs> okay. we have black Brits. Okay. We have um, not many, but you know, uh, we have Africans from Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana, um, Uganda, you know, a few other places. Uh, and and I, I know, I know all these guys and girls. Um, recently, we've got a massive wave of African students who are at the medical school. Um, but. Uh, there's probably 12 of us. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, I thought you, I thought That's you were going to say like thousands. <laughs> like 12. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe 12. Okay. 15 if, 15 if you stretch it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You guys um, all hang out? You guys all know each other? You, you yeah, yeah, we know each other. From time stuff? to time we hang out. Um, yeah, okay. You know. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's, there are other foreigners. There's, there's quite a few Russians here. A lot, okay. a lot of Russians. Okay. Um, I, we got a guy from Colombia here. Uh, got Malaysians. Uh, uh, a few other folks. Uh, a sprinkling of Europeans here and there, and some Aussies. 
now Australians. Did, and uh, now the family, the family situation, they don't mind you dating outside their race. No, 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 no. Um, in, in past relationships, it's been an issue, but um, and not a major issue, but but concern. Mostly, it's it's not concern because they dislike me as an individual. It's more concern because of what I mentioned earlier about face. Mm. Um, people will be very concerned about how society will perceive you being in a relationship with a foreign guy, number one, and a foreign black guy, number two. Yeah, so so saving so, face there, huh? Yeah, so it's... So we're still not liked. It, You've it, got brown skin. You're still no, not no, liked. no, 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 no. It's... it's 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 so much more nuanced than that. Um, it's like I, I explained this to you uh, when we had chatted online. Uh, there is a difference that I've noticed between bigotry and racism. Okay. Uh, and even in the U.S., uh, they, people throw around the word racist way too much. Way too much. It really bothers me. You know, if a father, for example, has a certain preconceived notion about a certain group of people based on his experiences, and he would, he doesn't hate those people, but he doesn't care to be around them either. And based on the experiences that he's had. And his daughter brings home a guy from that group. And he doesn't say, well, I hate this guy. If he says, I, I hate this guy, that's, and I'm going to keep him from dating my daughter, that's racist. Because you are doing something to someone based on race. All right? That's racism. But if you say, you know, honey... He, he seems like a nice guy, okay? And I, I got to know him. We had dinner together. You brought him over. But have you really thought about your future? I mean, have you really thought about what is this relationship going to be like 10 years from now? You know, is this just a phase? Or do you really see yourself being with this person? You know, all the, the social implications, the way society is going to view you. Have you really thought about that? That kind of concern is bigotry. Because it's, it's based on a preconceived notion. It's not hatred for the individual. Um, and and, and what, I'm, what I'm describing could be good or bad. You know what I mean? If you're from a black family and someone brings home someone who's white and you're concerned, you're legitimately concerned about how the community will view you dating a white person, even if he's a, a wealthy white person, that's a form of bigotry. It's not a form of hatred. Uh, another example would be uh, if there's an age gap. Okay, you got uh, the 20, 20 year difference. Let's let's say uh, a young guy is dating a woman who is uh, 15, 20 years his senior. People are going to have preconceived notions. People are going to have some bigoted thoughts. You know, if um, you're dating someone who's got a disability, all right, be it uh, blindness, deafness, 
uh, a missing limb. People are going to be, people are going to have preconceived thoughts. Um, in China, that part is massive because you're talking about a culture, 1.4 billion people, um, 56 recognized minority groups, and you're not one of them. You're not one of that 56. <laughs> right. Um, and the phenotype, the physical differences among those 56 minority groups is, it's varied. There, there, there are some, you, you could look at a person and say, oh, yeah, that person's a, you know, a, a Uyghur, or that person's a, a Manchurian, or that person's a whatever, generally speaking. But when it comes down to it, most people won't really know you are of a Chinese ethnic minority group unless you tell them or you're wearing some traditional clothing. Um, most people won't know. So when you are a black person and you're walking down the street, you're going to get attention. You're going to, you're, no matter what I do, no matter where I go, people are going to notice me. Uh, my kind Colombian of stand friend. out a little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, I always jokingly say, even people with bad eyesight recognize <laughs> that I'm a foreigner. Um, my my Colombian friend, he and I, we joke around because he's like, hey, when I want to avoid trouble, I just put my sunglasses on. If they can't see the shape of my eyes, all they see is his skin tone. They just assume that he's Chinese. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. You know? Wow. <laughs> um, but if a person looks at his his physicality, like you know the, his stature, the way he walks, they'll say, "Ah, you know, guy looks a little different." But yeah, maybe he's just a you know, a big, strong Chinese guy. Mm -hmm. But when he takes his sunglasses off, they know immediately that he's a foreigner. Okay. Um. So, so that aspect where where you're getting so much attention. In China, people don't want to stand out. They want to blend in. You often hear about um, uh, sort of the, 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 the uh, group mentality. You know, you, you, uh, you hear that Chinese people do things um, generally. Again, I'm speaking in generals. I'm not talking every individual. But generally, they think about the the group before they think about the individual. Okay. Well, if you are an individual, no matter how much effort you make to blend in, that that's kind of hard. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult in the society because you will always stand out no matter where you go, no matter how long I've lived in this city, even people who know me, in, in the markets, the, the, the guy I buy beef from, the woman I buy pork from, the electric shop that I go to when something's broken, they know me as, oh, yeah, the black American guy that comes in. <laughs> well, I mean, you, know? you are. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Steven when I walk in the door. Right. It's not like, oh, there's, yeah, there's Steve. Right, right. Um, so as a couple, you got to understand you're going to have to deal with that. And you can't blame China for being itself. 
Now, I can get mad at a person if they say something, you know, out of the side of their mouth. I'll, I'll deal with that. <laughs> Has that ever happened? You know, if, if they, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if the time and place is right, uh, you know, it's happened. Sometimes I, I, I let it go. Okay. Other times I confront it. Okay. Um, and so what do they I also say? Know, did the guys say something to you? What do they say? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Guys will not say something to me directly. Okay. Because it's a it, it's a very non confrontational culture. Uh, let me let me uh, let me go back. <laughs> guys will not say something to me if they are sober and in the right mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will, okay. Let me. Alcohol is a whole different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, people. You, you walk by somebody now. Ah, so dirty. You hear something like that, or you hear. Yeah, you hear women whisper. How can she be with him? You know, she's so pretty. <laughs> my, my, fiance, my, my fiance is very pretty. Uh, and so, so you, you hear say, how, how can she be with that guy? She, she, she's so pretty. Ah, oh, yeah, he, he must be rich. That guy must be rich. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll assume. And, and, and a lot of times the, the remarks aren't to me. The, the remarks are about the relationship. Why yeah. is she with him? guys will look at him and say i i I see why he's with her but why is she with him (laughs) right so 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 does that happen to you uh my my point would be is that it doesn't happen happen, i wouldn't say it happens often but right but it does happen from time to time right so does it happen to i don't know if your colombian friend has a as a girlfriend or the russian guys is it happening to africans one of my african buddies he's he's you know six shades darker than me he's six foot probably six three six four he's really tall uh he's got dreads and um he really stands out when i'm with him people ignore me (laughs) (laughs) i like hanging out with him (laughs) but um you know his wife is chinese she's local um they just don't care And, and again most people don't confront us to our face because you know i'm I haven't thought it. I got to think in feet and pounds now. <laughs> um, I'm 5'10, 180. You know? So I'm, and, and, and the men in northern China are bigger than most men across China. I'm still bigger than most of the men that I run into. So. Most people won't say something to your face because that's confrontational. And one thing that's universal around the world um, is the idea that when men interact with other men, no matter what you're doing, there is always the subconscious threat of violence. It's one thing, um, this is sort of philosophical that I believe in, but it's one of the reasons why two men who hate each other can work on a project together and they just deal with it. They just say, you know what? I hate you, but <laughs> let's get this thing done. Right. right. Whereas two women who hate each other can't be in the same room at the same time. There's a lot because of truth to that. Yeah. W- women generally are, their default is social. So if they hate each other for some reason, uh, even, even though you, you got, you got, you know, you got a daughter, um, 
some girl who she hated for something that happened back in middle school, right. they can't interact with each other today. That's true. They, they, just, yeah. they can't do it. Yeah. Whereas some guy that I used to scrap with back in the day, ah, we, ah, we're just, we're just going to crush that. We're going to bury the hatchet. Yeah. Let's get this thing done. I still don't like you very much, but whatever. Because <laughs> uh, men, men are very good at compartmentalizing. Right. Um, and we also know that if it comes down to it, we'll just, we'll just throw it down. You're like, all right, you know, if we, if we can't get this thing done, we'll just throw it down and then we'll, we'll let that settle it. We're not going to sit there and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, I know as an officer, you've dealt with that. Oh, listen, listen, in, in, the, in the police world, which is hyper-masculine, uh, listen, that happened all the time where, where you sat in rooms uh, with people that you couldn't stand or sometimes they would put you uh, in the same squad car with somebody you just couldn't stand mm -hmm. or whatever. So, but we, right. like you said, you had to deal with it. You had to suck it up and, and deal with it, deal work, with. Work, work with and, this and, thing and, and, and work it out. And, and, and another part of that is you are still willing to die for him as a police officer. There's, there's truth because there. Yeah. Because, yeah. because your duty supersedes your emotion. Right. Right. You know, uh, yeah. I remember when I was, when I was in uh, ROTC, I had a, a very stern conversation with a guy about that. Uh, you know, we, I said, look, if, if, if we're in battle, I'll have your back. But if we're back stateside, I'm probably not going to call you and hang out with you at the bar. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, let's just keep yeah. it real, you know, let's, let's just keep it moving. So yeah. anyway, um, here, here in China, that, that still exists. That's, that's part of human nature. Yeah. Um, there are men who will look at me and they'll, they'll have dirty thoughts. They'll, I mean, no, dirty, they'll have I understand. Mean <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> It's some of those too. No, uh, <laughs> we won't talk about um, that. But, but they'll, they'll have they'll have mean, nasty thoughts, and um, maybe they want to say something, but they're like, ah, "If I say something, no, it's going to be a fight, and even if I beat this guy, it's not going to be a good day for me." So they'll whisper under their breath, or they'll or they'll say it in Chinese, thinking I don't understand, and then when they realize I do understand. Then in that situation, they lose face. Mm. So, but you haven't um, experienced any type of anti-just black prejudice, racism. I mean, you're calling it. I, I, you 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 detailed that bigotry. It's it's, it's it's hard, but it's hard prejudice. to know where it's coming from. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. Because a but, person who says I don't like you because you're black also hates Japanese people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. But you, have you ever um, gone into a, a bar, a club, and ref, been refused to be served or excluded or whatever? I'm, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And would they do <laughs> that to a Japanese person, to your Colombian friend, to the Russians who live there? Uh, to a Japanese? If they know they're Japanese, yes. Okay. Japanese okay. people have to be real careful in China. This, well, I can a, imagine. Well, that was probably that is a that is a different level of hatred. Yes. Uh, well, I'm just talking about the general prejudice that people have against Africans. Mm -hmm. um, would that okay? So, 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 let's talk about where the prejudice comes from and if it can be overcome at all. Okay. And again, again, I, I measure bigotry. I, I measure your your level of racistness <laughs> when I when I'm interacting with somebody. Okay. Like, like I, 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 let's let's talk about the U.S. for a second. 
if you hate me in the U.S. because I'm black, there is nothing I can do to change your mind. True. Yeah. In China, if you hate me because I'm black, it may be based on some interaction that you had with one black guy one time, and you don't often see black people. Well, or, that should still be said in the U.S. You know, you live in Idaho or Montana or something. But true, but a person in Idaho or Montana knows better because we are still their countrymen. That is really weird. Sorry. I just looked out the window and there's a man standing on the roof of the building across from me. <laughs> He's fixing something. I thought he was going to jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't happen often. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, in, in the U.S., it's like, come on, you know better. Now, if I'm in your town, you know, I, I've got a Jeep Wrangler. If I've got the top off my Jeep and I got the doors off and I'm riding around in Montana in some small town and you stare at me because I'm black or I walk into a store, you know, the local general store on Main Street and I want to buy something and you look at me and say, hey, you're not from around here, are you? That's a legitimate concern because <laughs> black people are not from there. That's that's not racist. That's that's an observation. Just like if you go into certain neighborhoods and a Asian person walks in, black people are going to be a little concerned. Like, hey, who who is this guy? Where where is he from? You know, right. we notice patterns. Humans, we notice patterns, and anything outside of your norm is going to stand out. Okay. Um. I've been to hotels uh, in big cities. In the small small towns, uh, it's really not an issue. But I go to Be you know, years ago Beijing, not not Beijing today because they have new uh, enforced laws. But um, I remember years ago, uh, there was this attitude in Beijing that Africans don't tip, <laughs> or they don't tip well, okay. or they're rowdy or they cause problems, or they get into fights. Some of this may be based on truth. I may know, I may think, yeah, well, they may be African, but it's also because they're young students who are full of masculinity and testosterone. They're in their 20s. They want to go out and have fun. Uh, but people will perceive there's a group of loud black guys who are causing trouble. So, therefore, all black guys are loud and causing trouble. So I've walked into hotels, and they've said to my uh, white friends, my Russian friends, oh, yeah, they can stay, but you can't stay. I say, why not? We, we, we don't take black people. What are you talking about? We don't take black people. That's insane. They say, no, 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 no. I say, your sign is bilingual. In Chinese and English, and English is the native language from my country. Where do you think I'm from? And they say, ah, Africa, Africa. I said, I'm not from Africa. I take out my passport. They see that I'm from the U.S. And then it's, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's happened to me. Um, okay. I, I've, I've been in places, again, these are usually big cities, where... I'm waiting for a taxi and waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, this is really frustrating. Uh, what, there, was, there was one time, one trip I was on, where I was with 
a group of my Russian friends, and half of them were Asian Russians. I don't know if you know this, but Russia has Asians, um, and half of them were white Russians. And we couldn't get taxis, and we're getting frustrated. So we said, "Hey, I got an idea. I will hang back, and why don't we get the Asians to hang back, and we'll send the blonde girl to the to the curb." She'll wave down a taxi, and when she opens the door, we'll all jump in. <laughs> so this was our plan, and it's exactly what we did. Uh, and anytime we were interacting with the public, we would send our friend, this girl named Christine. Uh, we would send her out. You know, she's she's very white, blue eyes, blonde, curly hair, and everybody just stops for her. And then we all jump out and and take advantage of the situation. <laughs> uh, but that was years ago. Uh, nowadays. Because people have blogged about it and people have written, you know, they, they, they talk about it on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And China doesn't want to have a bad image. They've ordered that if a taxi has the for hire light on and there's no one in the taxi and they don't stop and pick you up, you can just call a number, report the taxi, and that driver will be fined. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. that's 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 in the last couple of years. So okay. that's pretty recent. Well, that, um, that's you know, progress like that is actually good to hear. You know, it's unfortunate that we prog- have the mandate. Progress in stuff. China happens at a lightning speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If if something embarrasses the country, okay, if something embarrasses China, uh, they will put out a mandate. Literally, like 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 an email will go out to whoever the government representative is of that organization, be it a school, a business, uh, drivers, and they will they there's the mandate, and you have to follow it immediately. Right. Okay. Right. I got, I got a text message last night. This is from the Foreign Affairs Office of my university. They had a meeting with someone. Or let me let me go the other direction. There was a mandate put out. It was disseminated among those leaders. Those leaders called every university, and every university had a meeting, and every department has to put this information out to their teachers. And I got this message at eight o'clock last night, um, which is. Eight o'clock in the morning, your yesterday. Mm. <laughs> uh, I should say your 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 morning, and it says uh, urgent message from our school: all teachers are forbidden to leave Chichihar City, and should stay at home as much as possible. Avoid big gatherings or going to crowded places. Uh, if there is a reason you must leave the city, you are asked to apply uh, for with the school authority. For approval uh, after getting approval you can go um, but only after you get approval uh, when you return to the city you need to observe the strict quarantine for 14 days and uh, do the test uh, twice uh, all at your expense wow that wow. that message that message just came last night uh, because today is International Labor Day. Okay. So, uh, 
when this this is why I always say that, uh, and anyone who spent a lot of time in China and, and has a real respect for Chinese culture has such a mixed and difficult time explaining China to other Americans. It's that there are things that I see here that really bother me, things that I think they could fix. Um, but we were very slow to criticize uh, negatively. I should say negative criticism because <clears throat> one, criticism in Chinese culture is not taken very well. It's, it's, it's considered a negative thing to tell someone that they are doing wrong because you are causing them to lose face. Mm. Whereas in Western culture, we call it constructive criticism. I'm telling you what's wrong in order for you to make corrections to make yourself better. Uh, so that there's a massive cultural disconnect there. The other part uh, that happens is that um, there are so many things that are great here. And when they're great, I mean, they're, they're lightning speed great. And you look back at the U.S. and you're like, why isn't there a high-speed train that connects uh, Boston, Worcester, Springfield, Hartford? Why not? Why are we still? Why do we still have thirty-year-old Amtrak trains? Why do we still have, you know, twenty, thirty-year-old subway trains in major cities? I mean, you're talking about cities with trillion-dollar um, budgets. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It, it's uh, you know, whereas in China they go from farmland to high speed rail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I got you. I got you. I got you, you know, and, it, and it, when I, when I say it happens fast, this city's high speed rail line was built in a year and a half, two years. The whole, the entire line was built in two years. From yeah. from nothing is here to there is a new train station with a high-speed train, two years. Hmm. It's, it's hard to ignore that kind of speed. Um, you know, but then on the other hand, when things go wrong here, they go wrong, wrong. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it, that pendulum really, really swings far. Um, and... It's just something that's very hard to grasp if you've never been here and you've never seen it. Yeah. Um, mm. So, are you guys in? You, you, you work in a university. Are you guys in session now in <laughs> class, or are you guys no, have to work from no, home? The university's or? been closed. It's been closed since uh, winter vacation. So, okay. I haven't been on. I haven't been in class since December. And I haven't been in my, I have a dorm uh, also. I, I use it kind of as an office. Um, I haven't been in my dorm since early Chinese Spring Festival. So sometime early in January. I was, I was still there. Um, you know, I, I have just things there, you know, clothes and, you know, uh, a desk and, you know, uh, I would hang out there uh, during the winter also because 
the heating system for the university is much better than the heating system in my community. Um, oh, let me explain this. This is, this is another piece of uh, uh, sort of the communist system community living. <laughs> there is one furnace in this neighborhood, a giant chimney that burns coal and heats up a water pipe. That water pipe runs underground and then is spread into each of these buildings. And everyone shares one heating system. Oh, wow. That's got to suck. You don't, you don't even set your own temperature. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. different, right? Yeah. So the university, because it's its own, it's its own community in a way, it has its own furnace. Okay. And therefore, the university buildings run at their own temperature. Okay. So I would always hang out in my dorm because it's just so hot and it has a, a floor heating system, you know, where the, the water pipe runs underneath the tiles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it just, it, it felt good to just hang out there and uh, get the free hot water, free electricity. And free heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I got a call from my office saying, since the, the students are on vacation and most of the other teachers are still on vacation, and this virus is spreading, uh, they're kicking everybody out. Mm. And so I had to leave uh, that day. Like, literally, they gave me a phone call. They said, you've got, you got a few hours to, to pack your things and get out. Right. <laughs> so I got out. And um, yeah, that's, that's when I knew this was really, really serious. Right. But, uh, How, how's yeah, the, the, school's, uh... the school's been closed. And not, only, not only closed, but they put a, a, a metal fence around all the entrances you can't even walk in oh, like wow. to cut across campus um my community there's uh, right outside of my door right here there's a uh, metal roofing and a rebar blocking the gate that i normally go through any idea Everyone, how long all this gonna last no clue i i i suspect until summer maybe early summer um i'm hopeful but um, are you getting paid while this is going on? I am still getting paid uh, from the university, uh, but I, I can't do any kind of outside work like tutoring or or, or meeting with. You know, there there's some some many of my colleagues that uh, they're going to travel overseas for whatever reason. Uh, they always have me go over their paperwork, or they they got a cousin or somebody who's applying to school in Australia, Canada, uh, UK, uh, whatever. Um, you know, so th those people always call me, uh, to help them out with their paper. I can't do any of that kind of work right now. Uh, you couldn't even do it online because, you know, do, do it through Skype or something like that. It, then it gets into this really gray area that I don't want to get into. I got you. With, uh, <laughs> take no chances. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just take no chances because then, you 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 run the risk of having to be questioned and this is not the time to be questioned because like i said that pendulum swings yeah and yeah. It, it can swing in the direction of ah just ignoring you you know who cares what he does in his free time uh if someone you know pays him or someone uh 
you know, gives you some benefit. Like, oh yeah, you know, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. Completely ignore it to swing the other way where it's like hard crackdown. If you do any kind of work, if you meet with anybody outside of your, your contract, you know, you're, you're going to get in all sorts of trouble. How's the food? It can swing. And it does swing. It does swing. The food's amazing. Yeah. Now it's not like the crap that we get here, right? I love it. The stuff no. that's in our Chinese restaurants is like their McDonald's, right? It's all trash and stuff, but the you get the real authentic stuff there. Uh, I, I was gonna say worse, but then I, I hesitate. <laughs> it's not even yeah, it's it's not even like our McDonald's. It's it's not Chinese. Okay. It's it's Western mostly Western ingredients to make Chinese style food. Okay. That Western people will actually pay money for and eat. So, so, so. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. So, so like, it sounds weird, but if if you're a foreigner, okay, you don't speak a lot of English, but you can cook, and and the banks give loans to foreigners, you know, more easily than they give them to Americans. That's a, that is a whole different conversation that I would love to have with you someday, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, imagine black people getting a, a loan to open up a, imagine a restaurant. That. Imagine that. You know? <laughs> Woo. Woo, there, there, there's a tangent. I could, I could really get into that conversation. Um, but, you know, you're, you're able to get this small business loan, and there's a community organization that helps you with the paperwork, and you got a restaurant, and you start making – China food, okay? Food of China. Most Americans would be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to eat that. Ah, I don't know. That flavor is a little too different. So they tailor the menu to our liking Okay. in the U.S. That's, that's what we call Chinese food. It really is Chinese-American food. I got gotcha. you. Uh, the, the food of China is widely varied. Every region has its own cuisine. And the region where I am, oh, the, the, the meat they have is unbelievable. They, they, uh, they got these little skewers uh, called ro, um, ro chuan. If you use the standard putonghua uh, Mandarin pronunciation, but up here with the Dongbei, the, the, the Northeast dialect, uh, they say ro char. So if you get the, the char, which is, uh, bits of beef or mutton on a stick and uh, they cook it over an open fire or over um, open charcoals. It's amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. And then they have these, uh, there's, there's quite a few Muslims in this area, <clears throat> Chinese Muslims from the, the Western region. <clears throat> uh, they, they live in that province. It's mostly desert. Uh, the Gobi Desert, and uh, they live out on the border of uh, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Ch- Tajikistan. They they live in that that region. Um, they do the mutton, the beef. They don't they don't make pork, obviously, and they also have these hand pulled noodles, where they. They use a glutinous flour and they make a dough and they pull it 
and then they wrap it and they twist it and they pull it, wrap it, twist it, and they keep doing this until they have these really thin strands of noodles. Uh, they throw it into a pot of broth. It takes about three, five, three to five minutes to cook. And uh, they put a couple of pieces of very thinly cut beef uh, into this soup with uh, green onions. It's very simple, but it tastes amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, you would love it too. It's only five renminbi, five to eight renminbi. So that's like a dollar. Oh, really? Okay. I certainly love the yeah, price. It only costs, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. It only costs a dollar. Yeah. Um, you, can go to, you can go to pretty much any restaurant in the city, any restaurant. You're not going to spend any more than $10, 20 at the. I mean, if you spend $20, you're at a fancy restaurant. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What um, I want to ask you, really good. yeah, I mm. wanted to ask you about. Uh, uh, so you have a fiance. You, your big African mm -hmm. friend there uh, has a wife, um, and mm -hmm. we were talking, and you were talking about. Um, I, there's uh, like family. What's that? Thirty-three mm -hmm. million men. Thirty-three million men. Oh. Uh, more than, than yeah, the women. yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, some yeah. some of these guys will never be able yeah. to procreate and all that kind of stuff. You know, they're because of the yeah. dearth of women out there. Uh, mm -hmm. is, do they take that anger out on you because these Americans or or foreigners are coming here stealing our women? Yes, but again, not directly <laughs> to your face. You know, so, uh, unless alcohol is involved, and I, I don't, I don't hang out at those restaurants anymore. I don't, I, you know, we don't, we don't just like go to some local restaurant where, where guys are getting lit on uh, you know, Chinese um, spirit wine. It's called, it's called Baijiu. It's very powerful. Uh, I, I don't hang out there anymore. It's just, uh, it's not my scene. And I, I, I really dislike the feeling of walking into some of these restaurants where you go in, you know, you're with your fiance, you're with your stepdaughter, you just want to have a good time and enjoy a good meal. And the restaurant's full of a bunch of single men who are, you know, I mean, God bless them and all, but I mean, they're, they're not well-educated people. They're, they're just like local <clears throat> workers or, you know, factory workers or something like that, you know, just, just, uh, just regular folk. I got you. But they don't many, not, not all of them, obviously, but many of them are not married um you know perpetually single like you know like you said there's 33 million of these guys who will just never find a wife and you know they hang out together for their camaraderie and then you walk in with a beautiful woman on your side and a beautiful stepdaughter who is clearly not the product of your relationship <laughs> clearly <laughs> and they are just confused by the whole situation and yeah. it's like Ah, like, look at this guy. They think maybe you're showing off, or they think uh, uh, whatever they're thinking. Uh, and again, if alcohol is involved, then it can get wordy, and it's just not a good scene to be in. So, if we go to a restaurant, we usually go to nicer places, the mall. Um, we go to chain restaurants. 
and it, they're they're slightly more expensive. And when I say more expensive, I mean you're you're talking about the the ten dollar range. Um, but in a city this size, you know, we're in a tier four city. It's relatively small. It's a city of five million people. <laughs> That's the city, small. The city that you're in is yeah. It's five million people. That's a small city. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a small city. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the Waterbury of China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, must, it must be. <laughs> um, so, so in that kind of restaurant, um, you're you're pretty much guaranteed that every customer who walks in has. You know, at least high school education, and most likely has some sort of university education. Yeah. Um, they probably hold a good job. They're probably in the restaurant with their wife and their child. Mm. Um, you know, you make you make it some looks, like you know, like uh, I, I always think it's uh, cute when uh, I'll walk past a family that has a you know, a young son or a young daughter. And they just look at, you know, uh, Vivian and I, and they're just like, ah, I guess <laughs> they look at their parents and they're like, are those the options now? And the parents are just like, no, those aren't the options. <laughs> like, don't, don't, please don't do that. <laughs> Is China yeah. doing anything um, to, to bring more yeah, women? And, and, but, but most people just don't care. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. among the educated, because they're just like, eh, okay, you know, yeah. um, she's probably well traveled. He's probably well traveled. They probably met somewhere, yeah. uh, and they just know that that's a thing now, especially <laughs> among the educated, among the modern, educated women. Yeah. You're gonna find uh, Chinese. It, it all, also, there's a a massively increasing number of Chinese men who are with foreign women, right? Um, uh, a woman that I know very well, she's Russian. Her husband is Chinese. They've got two kids. And I remember their kids when they were little, little kids when I first came to the city. And now the the daughter's entering uh, high school uh, next year. Um, and, you know, both of the children are, are mixed race. And I'm always asking, uh, always asking them, like, what, so what, what is it like from your, forget my perspective. Like, I'm foreign. Like, and I get it. Like I, people can say whatever they want and I get it, but you are just as Russian as you are Chinese. You speak both languages fluently. You went to school, school in both countries. You've got family in both countries. Like, how do you guys deal with it? You know, and for them, it's complicated. Now you're that, speaking to them, you speak to them in Chinese? In English. Oh, in it. So they're speaking three languages, I, I, Chinese. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I help. Okay. I, I help the the daughter learn English. She's she's okay. she, she's an impressive, very smart kid. Okay. Um. So, uh, her her experience is very unique, very very. And her her and her brother, their 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 experience is extremely unique. They play sports, and you know, they're they're very involved in the community because their their dad is a local, and their mom went to university here. That's where they met. And, uh, but she's also from Russia and they know their Russian family and they spent a lot of time in Russia, uh, as well. So, uh, that, that's a very unique perspective. Very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Is there anything else you want to say, man? I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's been almost. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad to be on it. It's good to, to, to have a platform 
where you're uh, not only just getting the ideas out, but but talking to someone whose family who actually legitimately cares and yeah. you know there, there's no gotcha questions, there's no uh, <laughs> you know you're, you're not trying to dig up dirt, you're trying to actually get information, and that's something that I like about your uh, about your channel, about your platform. Yeah. Uh, this podcast really allows people to just sort of flush out what their thoughts are and and, and have a meaningful conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I certainly um, appreciate you saying that, man. And that's what I want to do. I want to give people the chance to, yeah. <clears throat> to talk, you know, and to, to get it out there. Yeah. I, I think the thing I would say uh, is that China's a complicated place. You know, it's it's got a long history. It, it's got a very deep culture. It's got It's got its problems. You know, it's got areas where it can improve. Right. Uh, you know, so do we. Um, but at the same time, when those changes are made, I mean, when they when they want to make change, they will make meaningful change. Um, I try not to get too wrapped up in the politics, just because. What can I do? You know, I'm yeah. I'm not a I'm not a citizen here. Right. Uh, and even even my family, they they because of this system, it's not like they're not going to go vote for their, their local leader or their national leaders. So why should I concern myself too much with things that I can't change? That's a very Chinese thought. Why concern yourself with something that you have no power over? Mm. Where I could just continue to focus on being a darn good English teacher who educates the Chinese people, my students, and I, I've got over, I get about 200 students per semester. So I have an opportunity to share my unique black American experience with 200 Chinese students each semester. Do they ask about your experience a lot? All the time. Okay. All the time. Uh, because I'm the kind of teacher that they didn't even expect to have. Most foreign teachers are white. Most most American teachers are white Americans. So I love the fact that I, I mean, on a daily basis, I have, um, you know, maybe 20, 20, 25 students per day um, that I, I, I get to see sit down with, interact with, have conversations just like we're having. I'm improving their English language skill. They're teaching me about their culture. And rather than have miscommunications or rather than perpetuate um, uh, bigotry or, or confirming any of their racism, I can give them a completely different perspective that Absolutely. they never knew. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the lessons that I love doing with my students is uh, I show them what our grandparents went through. So uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you, if you know this. Um, uh, my dad and uh, uh, Uncle David, mm -hmm. they, um, they sat down with a woman from Northeastern University and talked about granddaddy's life. Uh, layman hunter uh, with what he did with music and how he 
and all the brothers were musicians and brought gospel music uh, to the to the New England area. Uh, so a lot of that <clears throat> is recorded in the Northeastern University archive. And I show my students pictures of what they went through at the time, you know, the NAACP and uh, how all of that history was happening while America was still segregated and how gospel music and the church was so important in the civil rights movement. And it's because of that civil rights movement that all the other minority groups in the United States started to have a voice because we were the first ones, we were the tip of the spear to, to, to really break through and to, and to say to our fellow uh, compatriots that, hey, we are American. Yes, we're black. Yes, we have our own culture, but our culture is uniquely American. It's from the United States. We may have African influences, which are genetic, but we don't have a lot of direct African influence culturally. So to say that we are not part of this great thing called America is a fallacy. Right. And so we're going to fight for a seat at the table. And it's not just, we're not just fighting for black people. We're fighting for civil rights so that all men are created equal. So it doesn't matter if you're Asian. It doesn't matter if you're a Latino. It doesn't matter if you're whatever um, category you want to put on it. You've got to treat me as an equal, as a person first, and then celebrate or recognize the differences that we have and not see them as negative things. So I, I teach my students this, and it's a, it's a perspective that they've never gotten. They've never learned about this in their textbooks. Um, and they're very excited to learn about it and they're very receptive. And when I do that, I'm able to change the perspective and educate them, uh, with some information that they would have likely never gotten. And, um, that's something that I love about China, that they're very receptive to receiving that information. Well, I'm glad that you're doing that. And that, that means a lot. It really does mean yeah. a lot. I, I'm, I'm often praising people who represent us and represent us well. And it's very important that we see ourselves in positions of authority and power uh, as yes. police officers, as, as mayors of cities uh, mm -hmm. and, and what you're doing out there, you know. In, or, in or even as parents. Us. Right. Right. Even right. as parents, I, I think I think parent is a role that is underappreciated uh, in the black community today. And, um, you know, especially that of the that role of a father. And when I say father, I don't mean, you know, you sired a child. Uh, you could be uh, a strong uncle, a grandpa, the neighbor down the street. If you are the man in some young person's life, you got to take that responsibility very seriously. I agree with that. Um, and, you know, I got a, a bunch of nieces and nephews now since all my sisters have kids. Uh, and I've realized my role as uncle is a, is a very big role. And I, I looked up to you. I remember when uh, 
you'd come over the house and talked about becoming a police officer. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was, I was just a kid back then. And, but I, I, I always respected that. And I said, you know, that's, that, that's great. Cause I, I didn't know many black police officers. Right. Right. You know? Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very, and, and, and you should always be teaching whether you're a teacher with a license or you're just teaching. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a role that we have to take very seriously in our community and, and educate others who are not in our community about who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's well said, brother. Well said. Very proud of you, man. Very proud. Of I learned you. from you. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to have to have you back on, man. We've been on for almost two hours, man. I don't want to take up more of your wow. time. I, I hear okay. your, you. your fiancé. I think she's cooking in the background or something's going on. Uh, that's her mom. She, oh, okay. She, my okay. my fiancé's still sleeping. She's, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, she's exhausted. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was a long day. Family. Uh, not my family. Her, her family just extended stuff. They're yeah. on the phone all night. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Hey, listen, that, that's important, too, you know. That's important, yeah, too. Thank, thank you for having me on. I, you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but... Uh, listen, I want to take up too much. We definitely got to get together. <laughs> we got to get together when I get back. Oh, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Sometimes when you guys post pictures, I'm like, what the heck? When I'm right up the street, I'll be there in two hours. Just call me. Let me know. All oh, right, so, right, right, right. You know, so. Well, the past yeah. few times I went home, I didn't tell anybody, so. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Uh, Dolores has come through, and uh, I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Just hit me up. You know, I'll, I'll swing up there. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's an, it's an hour and a half drive or two hours, whatever it is. Well, I, I may be moving to Western Mass. So okay. I'll be even closer. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So just let I me know. I want property that I can afford. <laughs> Boston's crazy right now. I understand. Yeah. All right, brother. I'm going to have, I'm going to reach out, man. And I'm definitely going to have you back, man. So thank you so much for coming right. on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. You take care of yourself. All right. You too. <laughs>